This is the AdLib Music Podcast. Have you been looking for someone to walk alongside you in your worship leadership journey? We love worship leaders. AdLib Music is an organization of worship coaches that is deeply committed to eradicate isolation and burnout so that you bear much fruit. Part of our mission is to give you resources, and this is the worship fertilizer from AdLib Music. This is a wild time, and maybe we feel disoriented because God is trying to reorient us. See, as churches, we've been forced to rethink virtually everything about our weekly gathering rhythms. Naturally, we feel this growing anticipation for when we can meet again. And once this storm has passed, what will you restart? And what will you put to rest? And what if you don't look at this as like when we come back, but rather what God is inviting us into? This is such a time of unusual opportunity, and we must take the time to ask this question. Isaiah 43, 18-19 says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And I always pray when I read that, I always pray that God would give us perceptive hearts to be responsive. And then in Luke 9, 62, Jesus responded, why do you keep looking backward to your past and have second thoughts about following me? When you turn your back, you are useless to God's kingdom realm. Let me ask this. Can you mow a straight line if you keep talking to your neighbor as you look back over your shoulder? Hmm, I can't. So take a moment to reflect. What was Sunday really about? Fellowship? Yeah, probably. Gathered worship? Mm-hmm. Learning? Mm-hmm. Outreach? Yeah, for some churches. Fundraising? Hey, don't hate me. You had to put that one in there. Now, you can read the fertilizer called Why Do We Gather to jumpstart your thinking. It's at adlibmusic.com slash 023. So it was a long time ago that I wrote that, but it is, it's one of my favorite ones. It just gets me ignited about why we get together. And there's a link in the show notes for that. So here are some further questions for your team because we really want to be perceptive about what God is doing and then we can look forward to see what he is calling us into. So what do you miss most about gathering and why do you miss that? What like scriptural model or design or narrative does that desire come from? This will either help you strengthen that desire or help you let it go because it wasn't really from the scriptures, wasn't really designed by God. It was just something that kind of attached itself along the way. Number two, how is the church better positioned to be the light of the world with these limitations? I had a worship leader that I was just talking with today, a group of worship leaders, and, and one leader said, you know, because we normally are about 3,000 people that come on a weekend to our services, and now we're getting about 8,000 people watching uh, parts of the videos that we send out uh, and the, the live stream, our pastor has started giving an altar call, giving a gospel message at the end of every sermon. And that's like an interesting thought, like, hey, he wouldn't have done that otherwise. Like, this limitation of being on video instead of being in person right now 
is positioning them to be the light of the world in a different way, in a better way. So what, how are we better positioned as a church to be the light of the world with the limitations? Uh, number three, what are the benefits of physically gathering on a weekend to worship? And if you can list those out specifically and as comprehensively, as you, just take time and brainstorm this idea. What are the benefits of physically gathering to worship? Number four, what energy have we been over-investing or under-investing in planning that hour on Sundays? Where have we been spending all that energy? You know, some churches talk about discipleship and how it's like, we've gotten together, we've put a lot of energy into the program, but the actual discipleship or the actual relationships have like been weak, and now we can do something about that. So where have we been over-investing or under-investing? Number five, how has this season kick-started the church versus just the leaders? Um, how has it affected the congregation? How can we retool to continue this healthy shift? In other words, often leaders are doing stuff. They're really involved. They're serving hard. And in a moment like this, the church has become engaged in a different way. And so how can we do things differently in the future to continue that, that keeping everybody on board and, and active? Number six, what is one thing that we're sure needs to stop? What sacred cows do we need to grill? And these are things or ministries that we used to do that we thought we could never end, but now have been paused. And really the idea is like, do I want to start that again? Actually, let's take, a, let's take this opportunity to be like, okay, let's call that the end of that. That was good. Thank you. Now let's see what else God is saying. Uh, number seven, where is our greatest opportunity for sharing the gospel? And this is such a great question because it comes back to our core. Like we're so wrapped up in our world, our churchianity, our worship ministry, the things that we do in our serving. But really, like let's re reorient ourselves around sharing the gospel. Where is our greatest opportunity to do that as individuals and as a church and as a ministry, as a worship ministry? Number eight, how do finances shape what you do when you gather? So things are different right now. You're doing lots of different things. And finances, both in terms of like taking an offering. I had one church say, you know, the first week was like 10% of what we got normally, you know, what, what, in, the, in the tithes is what came in. The second week was like 70%. And the third week was like 170%. Like people just shifted. And so they're now thinking like, you know, if people are giving online, is having an offering collected in the, in the service something, you know, a worthwhile use of time, a significant, meaningful discipleship moment? And they're questioning that. They're saying, you know, what is the best way to do this? So how, how do finances shape what you do when you gather? Uh, number nine, how was the way that we were doing ministry failing to make strong, radical disciples? And how should we shape ministry to more fully do that? I'm convinced that our worship ministries are not production machines. They are to be and they must be disciple-making machines if you're going to be a machine. Yes, we are, we are doing a production or a performance or a program or a set of worship or you know, an encounter with the Lord, what, what, however, you, however you want to call that. We have something to deliver, something to lead the church in, something, a, a space to create for people. 
But man, the way that we do that should be making disciples. If it's an aberration, if it's like, well, this isn't really helping the individuals that are serving in this in this role, but it's helping the church as a whole. Like, what? No, it should be it should be making disciples. You know, don't you understand that even like if when you're cleaning a toilet, like the way you do that, the heart that you do that with, that can be building this this life with God inside of you. And and in, when we're in our normal routines, we we can miss that. So how can we shift our actual ministry to make strong, radical disciples? And number 10, how do our gatherings and ministries love, serve, and lead in ways that are scriptural and spirit-inspired in the context of our emotionally driven world? And I say that because, you know, man, like right now, if you're on social media, if you're watching the news, if you're talking to, you know, coworkers, I don't even know what the conversations are like, but I, I know what I've seen online. And there is so much emotion and their people are just radically committed to certain ideas or they're just angry. And there's so much emotionally driven decision making and, and thought processes. And we can be in the same, the same world. And in church, or we, there can be this this radically different feeling in our churches where it is scriptural and spirit-inspired. It is just full of life and really different than our emotionally driven world. So how can our gatherings and our ministries do this in a better way, in a more scriptural and spirit-inspired? Two more. Uh, number 11, how can the church capital C Church, be more unified, not with the world. We do not need to be unified with the world. We need to love the world, but we do not need to be unified with the world, but for the sake of the world, with herself. Like every every church's response to the epidemic, the, the pandemic has been different, a little bit different. There's been nuances to it. But how can we be a church? How can we come together around Christ and the gospel and loving God and loving each other? And how can we look radically different from the world to not unify with the world, but for the sake of the world? And the last one, how has your worship ministry failed or succeeded in training your congregation to be homes of worship? Lord, help us. What can you do to strengthen that beyond just the helpful idea of sending them videos of you doing a song? So how have you trained your congregation to be able to worship at home? So that's lots of questions for your team to discuss. Of course, you can find the transcript in the podcast or also uh, at themusic.com. And there's a link in the show notes as well for that. So seize the opportunity given to us. Let's get in sync with the Lord's perspective and purpose in this time. We ask him together to reshape realign and reset us for his desire. And as a concluding thought, you know, this would be a great time to join the other worship leaders who are resetting really their next decade with a round of coaching. It's a pivotal moment. It's an amazing time to do this. Uh, Having someone to talk with who is outside of your ministry context is so helpful. And so we're offering a free coaching session to leaders who haven't tried it yet. You can just schedule a time by going to adlibmusic.com and clicking on schedule a call. It's that easy. All right. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you again next week. 
Music for this episode is brought to you by The Light, The Heat. Check them out on iTunes. Thanks so much for joining us for today's podcast. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and include one takeaway from this episode when you leave a review on iTunes. And if you send us a question to podcast at adlibmusic.com, we'll be sure to answer it in an upcoming episode. To find out how to grow personally, go to adlibmusic.com slash contact and schedule a free 30-minute coaching session today. You've got what it takes to lead like a champion. The Lord bless, protect, sustain, and guard you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you with favor and surround you with loving kindness. May the Lord lift up His face upon you with divine approval and give you a peaceful heart and life.